educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, good afternoon, Wednesday. No, it's not Wednesday. Johnny, it's Thursday, December 28th. I've oh, been looking goodness. forward to today all I week. It's definitely Thursday. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for Dan for the rest of the week. Uh, one more day. Tomorrow we're going to have a short show, though. Uh, say that. Ten times fast, Johnny. Short show. And then make sure your delay's on. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, men's basketball. Uh, tomorrow uh, we're going to have uh, a half-hour show. Trap and Skeet here in Lincoln. The Skeet Club. I tell you what, they're doing some cool things. I didn't realize that. They're doing night shooting. They, uh, they do a lot of stuff for the university team. So that's going to be fun. Um, so we're going to have them in, and uh, then we're going to kick off the weekend with that. By the way, you can call or text in 402-479-1400. And uh, if you call or text, Johnny will let me know. Along with that, we've got some giveaway tickets. Speaking of men's Husker basketball, uh, the game against Indiana, January 3rd, we're going to give away tickets. We've got a special contest. Special contest. So stick around. We'll talk about that and see how you can win those tickets. Well, if you missed yesterday's show, I highly recommend you go back and check it out on the podcast uh, at KLIN.com. We have Patricia Harold and John Anderson from the Nebraska Firearm Owners Association and Jacob Hubert, president of Liberty Justice Centers, uh, about their lawsuits against the mayors both of Lincoln and Omaha regarding the mayor's executive orders prohibiting concealed carry weapons in most public property, including parks, sidewalks, streets, Parking lots, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Very, very eye-opening yesterday. So if you're a gun owner, I highly recommend that you check it out just so you know exactly what is happening, and you can check it out on the podcast and any podcast platform. Well, today's show, Jeff Mall just strolled into the studio looking uh, all sweet and awesome and rested up from holiday break. He's executive director of Visit Lincoln for his uh, monthly update here. So, Jeff, you're looking good today. Thanks. You are. Looking all all rested up and this week is the week where you wear your brand new quarter zip and that's right, a that's shirt right. that comes under that is, Santa brought to you. It is looking. Good. I love this time of year. You get to wear new clothes. <laughs> I'm I'm glad because because before we started the show, I'm feeling naked in the studio. You know, it was all it was all decked out in holiday gear. The windows were all closed in, and now they've taken them all down. So it was coming like down right bowl. when I walked in the front door here. Yeah, you can see the newsroom now across the hallway. John, is, is that a good thing, Johnny? I mean, I, I I like being able to have windows and see what's going on around the studio. <laughs> this isn't so. a big this isn't a big facility. No, and, and when you cover the windows, oh. it's a bit claustrophobic. Yeah, very no, claustrophobic. I was very quick yesterday as soon as we went off the air to take down a couple of posters, <laughs> so I at least had two windows available. <laughs> I pride myself on that. Uh, so you need to stop by the studios now. You can check out Johnny live. That's on right. The air. But so kudos to the in. broadcast house team for holiday oh. spirit. Every studio looked awesome. It's amazing. Who yeah. won, by the way? Uh, that would be the um, 105.3 The Bone Studio oh, with the, the Upside Down Christmas. There you go. All right. There you go. All I right. like it. Well, hey, we're going uh, to talk about uh, everything that's happened in 2023 in regarding to, to Lincoln and all the successes that you've had, Jeff, and, and your team. Um, we're also then, the second half of the show, going to have Senator Elliot uh, Bostar come in. He's the chair of Assemble Lincoln Group and talk about Convention Center. We're going to dig into that okay. a lot today. So, All right. Well, let's, uh, 2023, what a great year. You know, I think the last time you were on, we were talking about August and how impactful that was as far as bringing what over half a million people potentially to the city with all the activities that we had. So, yeah, let's do a rundown of 2023 and things that you're really proud of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one 
super proud of our team. Our sales team does an amazing job across the country. Recruiting events, uh, we spend a lot of time at trade shows across the country in major markets. And the number one thing is we're just introducing people to Lincoln. We're inviting people to Lincoln. Uh, we're going out and finding that next big citywide event because when you talk about the month of August, Doug, oh, what an amazing time. Half great. a million people over about five days. Guardians of Freedom Air Show, you had a pretty cool volleyball event at yes, Memorial we Stadium. Did. We had the Gravel World Championships. You know, that was something in addition to an annual tradition, which is the USA Roller Sports National Championships. We had a huge basketball tournament. So these are the reasons why we are around because these are the types of events. While we didn't recruit the air show, we didn't recruit the volleyball event. It's everything else that we do around that that creates the experience. So our numbers, we were double room night bookings in 2023 over 2022. That's for future events. So not just talking about this year, but for years to come. The the next four and five years in tourism is just going to be amazing because people are really back again. They're traveling. They're falling in love with Lincoln all over again. And there are a lot of first-time lovers of Lincoln out there that have really started to really believe in our team. And so, yeah, our numbers have been great. Kudos to my sales team. Kelsey, Derek, Clay, Derek, Tracy. There's six of us working full-time in the office, and uh, we just passionately love tourism in the city. Speaking of the studio and it being finally a fishbowl again, Mm -hmm. give us a glimpse of what your staff does. Like, you know, you you go around, and I know you get different ideas of events and all that, but what specifically do you do that helps promote the city? We tell a story. Um, We tell a story about Lincoln as a destination. And it's the hotel rooms, it's the the experiences, the John Chapos of the world who is is retiring at the end of the year, the zoo, things to do in Lincoln. So we spend a lot of time, Derek Fireherm and I lead the team. Derek's Mm -hmm. our director of operations, but also our director of sales, and I'm the executive director. We lead the team politically. We lead the team making sure that the face of the product is out in the community. But the nuts and bolts of our team are the three salespeople that I talked about, Derek, Kelsey, and Clay. They spend a lot of time at national trade shows, but more importantly, they spend a ton of time on the phone. They're out there harvesting new business out there. So they're talking specifically to businesses, organizations, state associations, event rights holders, you know, because everybody has a different market that they serve. You know, one of Kelsey's primary markets is the state association market. There is a state association dug for everything. Really? And they bounce around this state meeting in Kearney and Hastings and Grand Island and Omaha and Lincoln. It's our job that we make sure that they include Lincoln in their rotation. We're the capital city. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of big city things to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Derek spends all of his time in the sports market, youth sports. You know how big youth sports is. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's, it's a huge market for him. He gets to go to all the cool shows. (laughs) He really does. And he talks sports all the time. And then Clay works the religious conference market. And there is a religious conference for everything. Everybody wants to come together and talk about their faith. They want to embrace. They want to fill auditoriums and municipal arenas. That's the religious market. So they spend a ton of time talking to people and really getting bid opportunities for future business. That's great. What is, so one more step in, in the religious market. Mm-hmm. Give us some examples of that. Uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses mm-hmm. has their large Midwest convention in Lincoln over the July 4th holiday. Really? Pinnacle Bank Arena is full. I didn't with know that. that group, and they're here for four days. Um, they bring people together for their faith. You know, again, we could go on down the lines: Catholics, Lutherans, United Methodists. Um, you know, congregational folks. They get together and talk about their faith, and those are passionate people. 
and they love coming into communities like Lincoln and just spending time and, and spending their time enjoying one another when they're well, here. Great groups bring in. I mean, yeah. that's, that's really encouraging. And really, at the end of the day, coming back to your question, it's somebody's got to be there to invite them. Right. That's our job. We invite people to Lincoln. We take care of them. The number one goal is that we get a request for proposal, an RFP opportunity. We walk them through what's in the community, and then we put it back in their hands and make them decide, help them decide. And so we get a lot of people that come into the community, and they say, this is where we want to be. Yeah. It's a fun job. I, well, it's, and you get to meet people. Oh. I and mean, you get a this city, I tell you what, I have loved being part of KLIN because I've gotten to meet so many neat people in this town. And this town is full of great, great people with good stories, great connections, great hearts, you know, and that's why we love the city. And, and like you said, it's fun. You get a great job. I get a great job. You know, we get to connect with people, which I love. People is, it's, it's why I love what I do. Yeah. Um, you, you took it away from us back in 2020 and 2021 where we didn't have one another. We didn't have this nope. embrace that you and I are having as we talk through life and challenges and things like that. That's really what tourism is all about, is just getting to know people. And it's interesting because we spend a ton of time, like I said, on the phone. And when you tell people you're calling from Lincoln, Nebraska, back in the day, they'd say, where? <laughs> and they'd say, we've flown over you a million times, but we've really never had a reason to come to Lincoln. Okay, so we've progressed over my going on 22 years this February of being in tourism to someplace now when you bring up Lincoln, Nebraska, kudos to our sales team, kudos to our marketing, kudos to our city and county leaders for building the destination. And now people want to be here. And therefore, the need for a convention center. We'll talk about that in the second half of the show. But we the, will. That, but that's what you're doing now is you're giving me and I think our listeners a better picture now of the growth and development that we've had to bring people in and the need for a convention center. Yeah, and, and that's and I, what's that's your key to that. Yeah, and I think the thing, the next level where we where we move forward as a community is when we start to build the destination. Let's go beyond the people. Let's go beyond what we have, and start to think about what we want to be. Yep. And what we want to be is a a destination for concerts. We built Pinnacle Bank Arena. Yep. We want to be a destination for youth sports. We're building a, a marvelous complex at First and Cornhusker. You know, we want to be able to ha handle the rising tide. Because right now we can only handle so many groups, and we're turning away a ton of business in Lincoln from not only convention centers mm -hmm. to arenas to sports facilities because we don't have capacity. And without capacity, you don't have growth. Yep. Without growth, you don't have tax. It's 518. We're talking with Jeff Mall, the executive director of Visit Lincoln on 1499 KLIN. Hey, let's go back to the youth sports complex. Give us an update. Doug, have you driven by First and Cornhusker? <laughs> Johnny, have you I driven haven't. by First and Cornhusker? I need to. Guys, dirt's moving. It is so exciting. And uh, we have actually come out of the ground with the Sand Hills Global Youth Complex. Thanks for the Peed family for coming uh -huh. on as our naming rights sponsor. They're turning dirt at first in Cornhusker. We are about, I don't know, what did I say, 120,000 cubic yards of dirt into getting this complex mm -hmm. ready. Just had a meeting this morning. We started talking about what the facility is going to look like, what the buildings are going to be like. How much of that golden green carpet are we going to roll out that's called artificial turf? <laughs> and I can tell you we're going to have upwards of 621,000 square feet of field turf. Really? That's a lot of carpet. Um, so we're getting to the point now that we're starting to get excited about what we're seeing, right? This is, this is a dream we've had for a long time. Yeah. And so we really want to have construction completed the end of next year and have that open again for business in spring of 2025. That's moving fast. It's moving fast. How many fields total? Right now, we're looking at five fields for youth and then a couple fields 
championship baseball field for Nebraska Wesleyan and a championship softball field for Nebraska Wesleyan. They need that so bad. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Talk to their AD. I've been to some games. (laughs) It is. It is. In this world of recruiting, you can't really show them what we have right now. You know, what we want to do is just remind people out there that our goal is to have the five plus two we're continuing to raise money. We're continuing to sell naming rights and sponsorships. So somebody out there, if you're listening, and you want to have your name associated with our product, give me a call. That'd be good. Uh, we've got a lot of great opportunities. Is there room for expansion then, too? Or is this just a one-phase development? Depends on who you're asking. Mm-hmm. So the visionary here, the guy that's like the mad scientist of what's next, right. me, is to think about how do we go south of Oak Lake? Like, if you go south of Oak Lake, you've got lakes bodies of water you've got uh the snow lot tow lot at first and uh actually sun valley and uh first sun valley and first street right first and sun valley um there's a lot of good opportunities down there because i think the fields that we're building are are nowhere near enough to make this complex complete right those fields are is that the the southwest corner of first and cornhusker Southeast corner. Okay. There's an old dog run right there. Okay, yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, that, that is the area I'm thinking of. I'm just getting my directions a little mixed up. Yeah. So. I mean, perfect world, we're building 12 to 15 fields. You know, talking about being zany and, and being a mad scientist of ideas. We're but there is 12, potential 15. is the there whole is point. Potential. There is potential to expand and develop yeah. that. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, there are people out there that have doubted whether this project is going to actually be needed, how busy it's going to be. I can almost guarantee you this thing's going to be busy. Yeah. As as long as it's warm enough, yeah. we're going to have a lot of great activity going on. Well, I agree. And I think a lot of times we plan with limits in mind versus expansion and development down the road. And I'm glad to hear that. All right, what else you want to talk about? What else happened this past year that you really want to focus well, on? Well, we, we talked about successful events. Um, you know, We are the home for a lot of state high school championships. Yep. The Nebraska School Activities Association, we had Jeff Staus in here. Earlier in the year, we actually renewed our contract with the NSAA to continue doing the NSA basketball through 2028. Um, that is a competitive bid process. We talk about bids and RFPs, and this comes up annually that we've got to do everything we can to make sure that the student athletes in the state of Nebraska are playing in the best possible facilities in the best possible community. And so uh, that's been a big get for us. State high school tournaments are a, a, a piece of pride for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty proud when I can walk up to people and I say, I hope you're glad to be here. And they're like, we love Lincoln. I think it's... It's easy to sell Lincoln. It really is. Oh, I remember when I was in high school. I mean, going to the... Because I think every sports championship for the season happened in Lincoln, the Mm -hmm. capital city. I mean, that was Mm -hmm. a big deal. You know, back when I was a kid, and it still is a big deal, obviously. And and to continue to develop that and grow that is exciting for our kiddos. We... uh, Continue to work on our rebrand. Uh, forever, we were the Lincoln Convention and Visitors Bureau, which was a mouthful. Nobody could ever get it right. <laughs> we're now quite simply Visit Lincoln, yeah. and that was a rebrand that we took on at the start of the year. We've got a brand new video on our website at Lincoln.org that talks about which everything. looks great, by the way. Do you love it? Oh, I love it. I yeah. just chills every time I watch yeah. it because it talks about the people. Yeah, it talks about the place. It talks about the experience, and people just continue to fall in love with that video. We've got a lot of brand activations we want to do next year. My goal right now from a budget standpoint is to drop that video in other markets in the Midwest. Because I can tell you right now, if I turn on the TV, I'm going to see an ad for where? Kansas City. Right. Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Des Moines. 
why can't we go out and do the same thing in their markets? Yeah. And it's not cheap, but it's worth it if you've got a good product to show. Yeah. So we're going to continue to do that. Lincoln.org, if you haven't been there before, you need to check it out. It's a great place just to get information of all the activities that are happening around uh, the city. And there's a lot. There is. There's a lot more than, than you realize. If you don't go there or have never gone to the website, you're going to see a lot of things you didn't realize were happening. We're all creatures of habit. And habit is that we do the same thing over and over again seven days a week, and we do it at the same time. We get out of bed, we go to work, we come home, we might go to the store, we'll go to church, we'll do whatever, but we forget about looking left and right and finding something different to do. Date nights for the spouse. Date nights. I'm telling you. Date nights are cool. Anniversary weekends down in the Haymarket. That's when my wife and I started two years ago. Right. And you and I. Spend the whole weekend down there. Right. You and I talked about that. Yeah, it's great. Doug and his wife spent a couple nights in a hotel in downtown Lincoln. Spontaneous. Initially, it was spontaneous. (laughs) Now it's becoming a habit. I like it. And and the fun part is, is I'm getting to know some of the business owners now down in the Haymarket Mm -hmm. that I never knew before and able to stop in and say hey and see them around the city. So. Cool stuff. What about uh, what about twenty twenty four? We're saying already. I cannot believe a few oh days away. Gosh. What happened? What are in your December? What are some ideas, plans, goals uh, that you have um, for next year? Well, the goal the goal we're going to talk about here in the in the second half hour is to get this convention center project done. Right. Let's get this thing announced. Let's find a site and get it done. Let's get the convention center going along with everything else we're doing in the community. We want to grow our room nights. We want to continue to beat what we did this year. But I look alongside our friend Jason Ball at the Lincoln Mm -hmm. Chamber of Commerce. We want to take a look at that Vitality Lincoln um, portion of the tourism component and talk about how do we build our neighborhoods to be more destination-driven. What do do you mean by that? Um, when you take a look at uh, you know College View and Havelock, right. let's get visitors to those areas. So like Haymarket, Haymarket, we plant that around town. Yes. Oh, we've got a lot of great shops and small business that needs to be exposed more and get more visitors into them. So we want to help tell their story. Let's get out in front of them and get them on the internet. That's a great idea. Yes, it's I awesome. like that. All I'm right, looking forward to it. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for uh, just giving us a, kind of an overview of last year and a, a prep for next year. Again, go to their website, Lincoln.org, and uh, you will be glad that you did. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, and uh, then on the flip side of the hour, um, we're going to be able to talk more about the convention center uh, and all the details that are happening right now with the convention center with Senator Elliot Bostar, and Jeff's going to stick around as well. It's 525, and we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back. It's 529. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for Dan. We've got just a minute here. We've got tickets to give away. Husker men's basketball tickets for the Indiana game on January 3rd. You need to call in 402-479-1400 or you can text as well. We'll accept both of those. Johnny's on the spot there uh, taking care of that. Jeff, here's what we're going to do. The the first person that can guess your age. Oh my! How's that? Does that sound good? Are you are you willing to admit? I'm willing. Keep in mind, this would be my 22nd year in tourism. Okay. In February, so people can start to do their math in the head, right? All right. Okay, let's just, do that. Just to specify, guess his age correctly, not just guess his age. Well, that's it, it <laughs> depends how many people we have call in. Oh, that's, that's true. That's true. So. That's true. <laughs> but yes, guess. Jeff's age correctly, and he's uh, what you say. You've been in tourism for twenty two years. years. Did, did you start? I'm um, help people out here. Did you start right out of college? Then? I had two jobs right out of college. Okay, and then I jumped into this. All right, yeah. four four seven nine. 
1400 All you have to do is call or text in. We'll give those tickets to you away. Uh, and, um, yeah, you can enjoy the game against the Hoosiers, which will be fun. Well, coming up in the second half of the show, Senator Elliot Bostar just joined us in the studio. He's going to share more about um, the convention center and the progress that's happening there for downtown Lincoln so we can bring more business into town. All right, up next we'll check in with Fox News and then KLIN News with Chase Porter. You are listening to 1499.3 KLIN. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Thank you for joining us today. We appreciate it. It's 537. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for Dan. We want to congratulate Brent. Brent, among all the other callers calling in, guests Jeff's age correctly. So, Jeff, you got You have to do the, the revelation here, the big reveal. 53. 53. 53. This is like our fourth or fifth caller. Nailed it. I know. Had some 50s in there. Had a 40 or so in there. Right, Johnny? I think the first one we had was 46. See, God, and Jeff him. just perked up. It. He's I like, did. woo! Love it. Let's go with that one. No, 53 is the winner. And Indiana-Nebraska tickets. That's That'll a big great. deal. Yeah. Good game. That'll be a great game. All right. So we've been talking about a lot of stuff Lincoln-oriented as far as activity and visitors and, and growth and development. Um, so uh, for the second half of the show, Jeff has brought in Senator Elliot Bostar. Um, uh, Senator, you are the chair of Assemble Link, uh, the Assemble Lincoln Group, and that's for really looking at and developing and hopefully creating a convention center here for Lincoln. So if you would, I know you've been on the air before, but if you would, just kind of give a quick background of who you are, how you got involved, with um, becoming a state senator, and then we'll get into the issue of the convention center and, and hopefully how we can develop it. Yeah, well, thank you, and I appreciate the opportunity to be here yeah. and uh, join you all today. Uh, so I've been in the legislature for three years now, and uh, you know what got me into it? It's a good question. I get it a lot. And essentially, with term limits, uh, the seat was opening up, and enough people asked me if I would be interested that uh, I kind of came around to agreeing to run and uh, did so successfully. So here we are now. And uh, it, the convention center, you know, the city's been, the city itself as well as a lot of interested parties and stakeholders, the business community have been really looking at uh, the necessity of creating a convention center in the city of Lincoln. It's something that our community has been um, very obviously lacking. Um, a city of our size and the market access we have. It's something that we've needed. Um, and, and so, you know, this certainly didn't start with me. Um, I'm just the, the latest in a, in a long line of, of really good folks who care about Lincoln um, to, to do what I can to get this project to where it is today. And so there was, there was a few studies that were done that were commissioned in partnership with uh, Rotary and the Chamber of Commerce that looked at the feasibility uh, and the viability of creating a convention center. And that all, that all came back really positive, uh, that, that our community needs this, uh, that we're leaving a lot of tourism on the table, we're leaving a lot of economic development on the table, we're leaving a lot of dollars on the table. And so... In, in working with those stakeholders, um, I had the opportunity to introduce legislation last session. Uh, I was going to say last year, but we're not quite <laughs> not there yet. yet. <laughs> um, and, 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 and got that passed. And what that will allow us to do is to utilize already existing sales taxes um, from the area and put that into uh, funding the development of, of the convention center. 
And so that really is what's opened the door for, for Lincoln to have this opportunity now. And so the group was created, uh, Assemble Lincoln. It's a, it's a really good group of folks. Who's uh, part of that group? So um, we have uh, four members of the legislature mm-hmm. are part of it. We have um, – uh, and so that would be uh, Anna Wishart, Bo Ballard, and Carolyn Bozen are the other three, mm-hmm. uh, along with myself. Um, we have Lynn Rex from the League of Municipalities. We have Rich Herrink, um, who's been a, a really strong Lincoln advocate uh, for his whole career. He's you know been in business. Um, we've got Kenny Zoller uh, from the governor's office mm-hmm. um, because the governor obviously plays a, a large role in this. Um, not only did the governor need to sign the legislation that, that got us to where we are today, but the governor has a role to play in in the final approval of of convention center sites and what we call that turn back tax, which mm-hmm. is again, it's just taking existing taxes. There's no new taxes here, um, taking existing funding uh, and using for this for the purpose of this development. Um, uh, Sean Flowerday from the from Lancaster County uh, is a part of this, and and on that note, Lancaster County is sort of the the fiscal agent of the Assemble Lincoln Committee. So the the convention center needs to be owned by a public entity, by a government entity, in order for this tax mechanism uh, to be utilized. And so uh, Lancaster County stepped up uh, in in working with the committee in this partnership and is, um, is, is allowing this all to happen. Yeah, I think the thing the thing that's interesting is if between 2019 and 2021, Senator, you know, Visit Lincoln, the Downtown Lincoln Association, and Rotary Club 14 downtown commissioned the three studies, and and really to get three study the two studies, I guess, that said this was a good thing to do, we really didn't have a champion. Like we had a good idea. They said this is what it's going to cost. This is how big it should be. They gave us some idea of locations, but we didn't have champions like our Lincoln delegate our Lincoln delegation mm-hmm, at right. the Capitol. That we're able to come up with this this turnback tax legislation because otherwise we'd be swimming right now with a hundred and thirty plus million dollar project with no idea what the funding source is going to be. We're going to have to go to the private sector. We're going to have to talk about new taxes, and new taxes is something the listeners don't want to hear. Right, right. That's a that that's no. That's dead on arrival. And so I want to thank Senator um, Bostar and the Lincoln delegation for really stepping up at the Capitol and and, and hearing us talk about the need, hearing us talk about we're only doing 30% of the market demand at our largest convention center facility and goes, what can we do to help mm. out? So thank you so much for being yeah. there and, and driving legislation because it's a, I'll call it a gift. It really is. And, and now we have to work hard to make sure we're good stewards of process. So tell me about the turn back tax then. What is that? How does that work? Yeah, that's, so that's a great question. And I, I'll answer that. But I just real quick, because I got a little off track. Um, I also want to mention that Deb Shore is on the committee yeah, as well. I didn't. Yeah, I put you on the spot. <laughs> that's my fault, because I put you on the spot and you don't want to leave anybody out. No, and I understand no, that. No, not at all. <laughs> that's my fault. So. Uh, so Deb Shore, former county commissioner, uh, currently the district director for Congressman Mike Flood also serves on the committee and, and, and represents uh, sort of the federal interests. So uh, it's really great. We, great group. So to answer your question, so the way the turn back tax works is it takes sales taxes from the area around a development um, 
the, the state portion of the sales taxes and diverts them to the development cost itself. Hmm. Um, so it's it's nice in a lot of ways. One, it, it's again, it's existing taxes, it's existing revenue. The other piece is, since it's taking from the the areas around, in this case, the convention center, um, it's pulling that those revenues from the area that will benefit the most from its development. So when we create the convention center, that will be a catalyst for further growth, further development, um, further economic expansion. And then that then feeds back into covering the cost of the development. Because of the, the hotel stays and the food and hotels, the business, restaurants, restaurant, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got it. I mean, we're going to get, you know, when we get this thing done, we're going to have a lot more folks coming into Lincoln um, regularly. I mean, we're looking at filling this thing. You know, Jeff's got the numbers better than I do, but it's, you know, over 250 days a year, I think, is partially yep. the, yep. the target. Especially out of the gate. I mean, that's where we want to be. I think the thing to remember is it captures 100% of that state sales tax. 70% will go back to this project. The other 30% benefits outstate Nebraska. So if you're renovating or building a municipal building in, you know, DeWitt, Nebraska, or somewhere out west in Scotts Bluff, or you want to, you, um, you know, do some renovations to your opera hall, you can apply for that other 30%. Pool. Really? So yeah. while Lincoln benefits, wow. it's this whole rising tide floats all ships mentality. Yeah. When Lincoln's good, so is the rest of the state of Nebraska with this turnback tax. And we've got communities That's you cool. know, all across this area that have been using this. So, you know, we this won't be the first project to use this tax mechanism. Um, Pinnacle Bank Arena uses it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... You know, this really is, and, and I appreciate Jeff for bringing this up. This will also help create uh, more economic development opportunities, uh, uh, you know, across the entire state. It's five forty-six. We're talking with Senator Elliot Bostar and Jeff Mall uh, on fourteen hundred and ninety-nine-three KLIN. Uh, Senator, let's talk about locations. I know you just recently uh, kind of revealed some of the locations that you've identified potentially where it could be. Let's dig into that. So yeah, so we uh, we started with an RFLI, a request for letters of interest, um, as just a preliminary step in our process of identifying uh, the right site uh, for this. And we and I will point out we are going to follow this with a couple of things. We're going to follow it up with an RFP process, which will be a real formalized process, as well as the committee itself is going to be looking at current sites that are are publicly owned. So maybe owned by the city, the state, the county, maybe federal sites um, for our consideration as well and seeing what we could possibly have access to. But the RFLI produced um, four great sites, four uh, interested developments, and uh, that was really good to see because we made it clear that this was effectively an optional uh, part of the process for people to participate in. But what we wanted to get was we wanted to gauge some level of interest before we dug you know, deep into the RFP. And we wanted to be able to get a head start on being able to examine some of the sites that have an interest in hosting this convention center. And so um, getting four great sites right off the bat with the RFLI was uh, was really encouraging. I mean, it, it's clear that there's there's a lot of interest out there. And um, I know Jeff, do you want to do you want to talk about some of those specifics? Yeah, without getting into like parcel numbers and and lot numbers. I mean, the the, the site one of the sites one of the four sites was doing something north of the Assurity Life Insurance Building okay. down off of Antelope Valley, twenty yep. second um, No area. There's a parcel of land to the north. They came in with a development team and said we want to do something in that area. 
Um, the second site that was the submitted was land east of the Cornhusker Hotel. There's a block or so just east. If you walk out the front doors of the Cornhusker Hotel, right now you see a couple old drive-through mm-hmm. bank yep. buildings that are up for uh, rent or for lease. Uh, that site certainly had some upheal as well. Um, what's nice is we have four very different sites. Uh, the third site was to do something, if you remember the old Gold's Galleria building, mm-hmm. it's a giant hole in the ground yep. right now. We walked by that, my wife and I have. Right. On our On your date, date night, weekend Spontaneous thing. date weekend. Yep. Good yep. job, Doug. <laughs> Thank you. Um, would be to do something on that site. Right now it's almost, I mean, it's you don't want to say it's ready, it's shovel ready, but it's a big hole in the ground. Yep. So that was something, I think, relatively new to a lot of the development community. And the fourth site that came forward was to do something on the northeast corner of the block that Huddle sets on. Right. There's currently a gravel parking lot on that quarter lot. Okay, um, if you're listening out there, you're going, well, "Gee, that's really not that big, long parcel that we would need right. for a convention center." I think a parcel like that, architecturally, is going to go straight up and do some things that are stunning with glass and architecture. So, uh, four very good development proposals. Four very good development teams have come to the table. So, to Senator Bostar's uh, point earlier. Four is better than one at this point. Mm-hmm. Four is better than two. We have four really good sites right out of the box. One thing that I think of right away when you mention some of those sites is parking. Always. How are you, are you going to handle parking with this? Yeah, I mean, that that's uh, absolutely. I mean, parking and traffic are yeah, going. Tra- especially in the Haymarket. You sure. go traffic flow, sure. that'll just be a... You know, at, in part of the evaluation of these sites, not just these, but whatever sites come out of the formalized RFP process as well as the... Uh, public parcel, you know, search that we're going to do as a committee. Uh, we are going to have to do traffic studies. We're going to have to do parking assessments um, because, you know, you're right. I mean, that's all critical. And so, you know, I, I hope people rest assured that is going to be an important part of how we evaluate these sites and and look at look at what's necessary to make this work. This, you know, we this is going to be a success. We're going to make sure it is. So what's next on the on the agenda as far as your next steps? Now that you've got some potential sites identified, where you go now? So next is going to be releasing the RFP. Um, we are expecting to put out the RFP on January 11th. Um, the group is is working through that process now, making sure that it's covering all of the the questions and elements that we think are important for this project. Um, so our goal is to uh, have a vote on that on on January 11th. Following that, we're also going to be looking at um, putting out a, an RFP request for an architect, not for the development of the project, but an architect who has experience with these kind of projects mm-hmm. to help us in our evaluation of all the sites. We want to make sure that, that every site is uh, able to get evaluated on equal footing. And, you know, some of these sites are going to come, they're going to come with fully developed uh, development teams and and a lot of folks on there. Some of these sites might be a lot that the county owns. And so we want to make sure that we have the architectural expertise working for the group um, that we can do an apples-to-apples comparison mm-hmm. of sites. So we're, we're getting all the right information in. So Legends, uh, who is Legends, and what's their part in this process? Right, so we had a significant announcement, I think, two weeks ago. That's all. December's just a blur at this point. But uh, <laughs> two weeks ago, we had a chance to bring a company called Legends into the market. Uh, Legends is the parent company of CSL, Convention Sport and Leisure, that did our feasibility studies. 
Uh, they will be our lead consultant on this project moving forward. They are now, ca- now contracted through the county, Lancaster County, through Assemble Lincoln, to lead our process. And that's going to help us develop the RFP. That's going to help us with the architect selection. That's going to help us create the criteria for selection and make sure we have a 100% transparent process. We needed somebody more than just Senator Bostar and the rest of the team to make decisions critical to Mm -hmm. this. We want to make sure that we're building something that answers the demand. So the Legends team is amazing. They have a a young lady involved, Paula Ports. Uh, Paula was part of PC Sports that helped build Pinnacle Bank Arena. Mm. So she actually took up residency in our community during that process. She knows Lincoln well, and she was very excited to be back in the community. That's yeah, it's great. great to have folks on the team that are are returning to our community yeah. to help us develop uh, more exciting projects. I think I've seen – have I seen an ad with her in it? Uh, maybe for the university, I think. You or may something. have because they've done she some talks work over there as well. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. talks about coming back. This, this was a great reunion for her. She's living over in Iowa. We expect her to be in the market quite a bit here in the next uh, 6 to 12 months. And uh, we've got a lot of heavy lifting to do. And uh we're going to come out of the gate. We're going to throw some more on the senator's plate there in the month of January when he's back in session. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you need more to do at this point. The other, the other thing I'll just I'll add real quick is we are going to be um, we're going to be doing a lot of uh, public engagement um, functions around this. Uh, we're, we're in the process of planning a some kind of town hall event, mm-hmm. both to help educate uh, the 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 community about what we're working on and, and how that's going, but also to solicit and and gather all that feedback about what's important to Lincolnites. Um, because, you know, we don't want to be making those decisions in a vacuum. We want to be hearing from folks in the community. And so, and, and so I think, you know, folks should stay tuned. We're going to be probably announcing some... Uh, some events around that shortly. Good. Well, if you want more information, all you have to do is go to the website, assemblelincoln.com, assemblelincoln.com. Get all the information there. A lot of the information you already shared is there. Uh, the group, the members, uh, and I'm sure people can communicate with you through there as well and get uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, and get in touch with you too. So, All right, Senator, thank you so much for coming in. Jeff, we appreciate it. It's always fun. And uh, again, thanks for the great work. This is a this is a big step for our city, and it's going to be it's going to pave so many new roads for the growth and development of what we have. And I deeply appreciate it. I've been wanting it for, for decades. I can say now because I'm I'm in my mid fifties. All right, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> right. It's five fifty four. We're going to take our final break before we wrap the show up. You're listening to Lincoln's number one news and talk station, fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Listening to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, speaking of weather, it's 33 degrees outside. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for Dan today. We do have an announcement. Uh, Chris Lofgren came in and said that there is an injury accident on Northwest 20th and O Street. Injury accident, Northwest 20th and O Street. Please watch out. Be careful. Slow down, especially if affecting the westbound lane. So, Chris, thank you so much for bringing that in. We appreciate it. Um, I shared yesterday. I'm going to share again today. Uh, a couple of nights ago, I recorded our upcoming One Shot One Live show that'll air nationally, coast to coast, uh, on January 6th with a really good guest. It was a great show. Sonia Jones, who is um, was on season 16 of The Biggest Loser, lost over 144 pounds, lost the show by one one hundredth of a pound. Get that. Uh, anyway, it was a great conversation. The conversation did not go 
the way that I thought it was going to go, uh, and it turned out great. So we want you to tune into that. Uh, of course, you can listen to One Shot, One Life every Saturday at 11 a.m. right here on KLIN, and you can check us out on our podcast as well. All right, well, tomorrow we're going to be talking trap and skeet with the Lincoln Trap and Skeet Club. Carl, Mike, Randy, uh, and the whole gang will be joining us. Some pretty cool stuff that they're doing um, for our city. Thanks again for tuning in tonight. If you want to listen to the podcast, all you have to do is go to our website, KLIN.com. Big thanks to today's guest, Jeff Mall, Senator Elliot Bostar, and of course, Johnny Cadillac for producing the show. You've been listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone.